welcome back to my podcasts podcast um <laughs> i hope everyone is doing well in lockdown it's definitely getting fucking boring i mean this podcast is keeping me motivated for something um i really am just getting so excited to leave like i've bought so many clothes when i get out to wear just to go clubbing like i'm so fucking excited to just go out and be really dressed up like i have so much clothes and i just want to wear them all but it will happen so yeah that's really oh i've actually started this like 74 75 day like soft challenge if people have heard the 75 hard challenge on tiktok it's basically just like 40 45 minute workout or like exercise a day try and read 10 pages of a book a day drink two liters of water a day and drink only on social occasions and eat healthy and that's like kind of what i've been doing i've like kind of keeping me a bit motivated not just like i feel like i've been sitting in bed so much recently so that's like helped and I started reading some books and I haven't like, I've always, I have a few books, but the books I read like are not really like full on stories. They're more just like informative. Like I have ones to do with like my astrology or crystals or tarot reading, which are all things I'm getting into. If you haven't listened to my yesterday's episode, we, me and Abby do talk about um, people that specifically messaged me about their birth chart to do with astrology. If you don't know what that is, definitely listen to yesterday's episode. It is really interesting. Even if you didn't message me about getting your astrology chart analyzed, I feel like it's just really interesting. And if you want me to continue that with Abby, we would definitely love to make it a series. It was so much fun and you guys showed a lot of interest. But today's episode is just going to be a Q&A. Um, we're just going to, people have again messaged me a lot. I put out questions this morning, so I'm I've got already a lot of questions and I feel like there's a few that are quite different to ones I've already answered and I feel like I want to answer these questions because it would just be fun and I feel like a lot of people enjoyed my previous about me episode so I kind of want to do a bit of another about me episode I'll probably name it something different I don't know obviously it can't be the same exact name but I don't know what I'll name it I kind of like thinking about it <laughs> before anyway um so I'm just going to answer the questions have a bit of a discussion and yeah will be will be fun so the first question i want to answer is where do i see myself in 10 years this is like the first question i got really like this question because i feel like it does get me thinking because i was thinking at first like 10 years is a long time and then i think like 10 years ago i was 10 like i was 10 years old like what would have i thought my life would be like now like i would have probably thought i was doing makeup or like even maybe at 10 i probably would have thought what I want to maybe make up at that age. I feel like I probably was into being a makeup artist. I did want to be a makeup artist for quite a while of my life. And I probably thought that like, you know, like so much has changed. I would never have thought I study law and criminology or that I'd be living with my boyfriend of three years or that we're in a pandemic. Like, you know what I mean? Half the shit that's happened now, so much has changed completely to what I would have thought or whatever you would ask my 10 year old self. So my answer is probably completely different to what's going to happen in 10 years. I want to have either continued to study after I complete my degree or get a job straight away. I'm not really sure because like I have two years left after this year of my degree. Probably next year I'd get more placements and maybe then I'd figure out what job I'm kind of leaning towards because I'm not really sure. There's a lot of pathways with criminology. Like you can kind of go towards the criminal law side, the just criminology path, continue down that path and do like a master's in that. Or you could do psychology, forensic science, like case management, prisons and detentions. Like there's so many options and I have literally no idea which way I want to take it. 
but in 10 years, I hope I fucking figured that out. <laughs> I've either studied more or I've like got a great job. You know, I'd probably have either wanted to, in 10 years, I want to have a house. Whether I'm paying it off, obviously, I wouldn't have owned it, but I want to be owning, living in my own house 100%, even have moved out previously and then moved again. I want to have pets. Probably in 10 years, I'd want to have kids. I'm not overly, like, rushing that. I mean, I'd be 30 by then, so I reckon I probably would have wanted kids by then. I'm not overly maternal. I have mentioned in, like, other... I don't know if it's on my podcast or of just general. I've mentioned that I'm not really someone that's overly maternal. I don't really know if... I've always kind of been not sure if I want kids or not, which is completely normal. We don't have to have kids. There's a lot more that we can do in our life than be a mother. I just think that, I know I probably will, I think that's just a, me saying that out loud, it's it's a good thing to discuss that women don't have to have their own kids or have kids at all, um, but I think I will want my own kids, probably around like 10 years I probably would, and I probably want to be married, Cameron, <clears throat> jokes, but I'm really not joking at all, 10 years is bullshit, jokes, I'm like just being weird because I'm like he's sleep deprived as fuck because I just kept stressing last night that Cameron was like you know what I don't know if you've heard that when you do get the Pfizer or whatever vaccine probably the Pfizer you can get like a fever and I got the AstraZeneca so it's a lot more likely I could have gotten a fever which I didn't I was like so fine but for some reason I was just like really worried Cameron was gonna get a fever for a day or two and I was just stressed all night I barely slept because I kept waking up and being like Cameron are you okay and he's like I literally feel fine so he thinks he's like above everything at the moment in life he's like yeah I'm just a weapon like I don't fucking get affected by the vaccine and I'm like okay babe sure <laughs> so I didn't get a very good sleep so I'm kind of like fucking all out of it my answers might be a bit loopy but it's fine so yeah but I'm not joking Cameron you better be married but we better be married in 10 years um yeah that's gonna end that question <laughs> so the next question was the tattoos you did get did they hurt and I kind of like this because it's kind of fun a fun question. Um, so I have one on my ribs and I feel like that's the really hyped to be like the most painful position. It definitely like doesn't feel good. Like it doesn't feel good. I just don't think it's like as bad as I thought it is. And I literally for the longest time, I fucking hate needles. Like I literally ask anybody that knows me would, or maybe even have been there. My sister for sure would know she's been there when I had to get a blood test and I was like freaking the fuck out. In primary school, there's a few people that probably would remember I would be the bitch that would cry <laughs> and have a fucking panic attack. I'm not kidding. I'd literally have a panic attack. Like, I would hyperventilate. It was naughty. I hated needles for so long. I definitely knew I always wanted tattoos. So I think that, like, it took me a while to, like, book a tattoo because I was so worried. And then I booked my first ever tattoo was on my, like, forearm and my ankle. Ankles are actually the most painful place to get or foot is the painful place, most painful place to get a tattoo. My ankle definitely hurt, and that was the first tattoo I got. Um, that definitely hurt, but it was quite small, and then so was my arm. And after that, it definitely, like, hurt. Like, it just feels like you're sunburned and someone's scratching you. But, like, then my rib, when I went and got that one, I thought it was going to hurt so much more being on my ribs. But surprisingly, it was okay. Definitely not the greatest feeling in the entire world. Like, I wouldn't... I mean, I'm willingly going to get another one on my other rib, but 
it's not as bad as people think. I feel like I drag this out every single time. I think it's just like sum up. It's not that bad. It's really bearable. And I feel like with tattoos as well, like they stop start. Like the entire time it's just like zzz, zzz. Like it's not like zzz the entire time. That's a really great analogy. Well, some parts are more like continuous lines, but the ones that are just like, I don't know. It's really not bad. Like I feel like you could take a break if you wanted to. I've got one on my hip, which I thought hurt more when they when he started, but I actually ended up being not bad. I think it's just like when they start, your body's just not used to it. Then you slowly get like a used to the feeling and it's not that bad. But I really want to get more tattoos, but lockdown is really ruining my life of all the things I want to be getting done. But yeah, that's what I would say. Tattoos are not that painful. If you're at all afraid, just get a small one, get the feel of what it will feel like. And then you'll realize that it's actually not bad. And coming from someone that literally hate needles and I have the lowest pain tolerance, it's okay. Another question I got was, how would I make the world different? I love this question because I have so many things I wish I could do and have the ability to actually change. I wish I could make people give more of a shit about things. Like It's in the most brutally blunt way. There's so many issues that are faced in the world constantly, continually. And yes, definitely, there's so many movements that are raising awareness and trying to justify and make things better. But it's like, if a lot more people gave a shit, then there would be a lot more, it would just be a lot better. I feel like if people actually cared, the world would be a better place. That's what I reckon needs to change. There's so many movements. And yes, it's so great to see that people are caring and starting some sort of awareness or even just starting the discussion on things that need a change. But we're still so far from it. And I think that me personally, like, I've had to educate myself on things that, you know, previous thoughts I'd have had. And I really realise, you know, by the education that's so readily available to everybody, like, it's so easy to just educate yourself because everybody is becoming more and more educated. So it's so easy to do the same. And I think that that's really what I had to do. There's definitely opinions I had that I don't and would never stand by anymore. And I really had to kind of change those opinions and think what I truly believe and why, I don't know how to like put it in words without, you know, not getting to the point enough. But basically, I just definitely had opinions that I no longer agree with. And over the past year or two, I've slowly come to realize that, you know, the world is a fucked up place and just be kind to each other and educate yourself if people tell you you're wrong. If people tell you that something you're saying is offensive, it's offensive. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's some things that are just like an extremist or isn't quite correct. Like obviously, if it's just wrong, then no. But if someone is telling you that that's an offensive thing to say, then it's a fucking offensive thing to say. I wish the world would just collectively educate themselves. That's what I wish I could change by the world. And I also wish people cared about the fact we're slowly dying and the world is low-key dead with global warming and all that. Like, everything is just fucked. Pollution's fucked. That would also be great if people gave a shit about that too. But that kind of ties into what I was saying before. Educate yourself. Do as much as you can to make a difference. And another question I got as well from a previous poll I did um, was, I think there was a few, but they were kind of similar to ones I already answered before, but this one I did get was, how do I deal with people around me that aren't necessarily in my friend group, but they're judging me? I think that was, like, pretty much what it said, and I think the best thing to do is, 
it's going to happen no matter what. People are always going to judge you. I do think I've kind of answered this, but I'm more than happy to answer it again because I feel like it's a really good thing and it's kind of different in a way where it's like people are, if they're, yeah, people are specifically judging you and they're not in your group and you want to do something and you know that people are going to judge you. I think that I just tell myself these people are going to judge me no matter what. Why waste my life away not doing things that I genuinely want to be doing or have done or succeed in or, you know, whatever it is. And if people are going to judge me, then why are they in my life? Why should I care about their opinion? Because at the end of the day, this is something that makes me happy. And this is something that's going to make my life better. Like you've got how many years of your life do you want to be sitting around, you know, waiting for someone else to approve you because you're always going to have someone judging you. You're always going to have some someone around the corner and be like, oh, this person did that, this, that. Because a lot of the times people don't have anything better to do but talk shit about someone else because they're not happy in their own life. And it's like half the time these people literally just need to move on and you need to focus on yourself and think people are not going to approve constantly. But if the people genuinely you're close with and your genuine group approves and loves and accepts you, then they're the people that you need in your life. You know what I mean? And they're the people that you need to care and worry about's opinion. And it's so hard to say. It's so much easier to say it than do it. Because, I mean, it's so... Everybody, we're people. We don't like being judged. We want to be accepted. It's in our nature to be accepted. We don't want to be excluded or treated poorly. But if you've got people around you that care about you, you've got to think to yourself, okay, well, I don't want to waste my life away doing something that doesn't make me happy or not doing something that would make me happy yeah I think I'll go with that I had another question but I've got to go find the question now what was the most stressful what is a stressful experience and how did you overcome it kind of vibe the question was my brain just like zoned out again I'm not much sleep (laughs) um most stressful experience I had a lot of terrible experience working in my previous job I worked at a pizza store. Um, Customers used to really abuse me. I could literally give you like so many stories about this job. I get really stressed when things aren't like when they're my fault. (laughs) But like also people were just terribly, horribly rude to me. And like I can I can actually pick one situation where I was like so fucking overwhelmed and it stressed me out to the max. Um, so we had like floats, like you would get cash and they would put in like a pencil case. So obviously if people paid with cash, you'd give them like change when I would do deliveries. And like this one time I drove into this guy's house and I forgot the float money, which is my fault, obviously. So I had no change, but I'm like, surely they usually people would just have the exact amount. Like it was very unlikely that people wouldn't, you know, and I get to this guy's house and he doesn't have the exact change. And I was like, to him, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to, you know, come back, take the pizza. I'll come back, you know, and I'll take the cash. And he called me a dumb bitch. And I cried. <laughs> and then he ended up having to pay over the phone because I just called him back when I got to the store and he paid over the phone. And then the same thing happened, that exact same shift, but not my fault this time around. So like, mind you, someone just called me a dumb bitch to my face. I was like, 18 at this point I would cry over everything still do like don't be mean to me I will cry um and I went to the next customer and the exact same thing had happened like I didn't get told on the phone because if someone if you're on the phone to someone you have to ask like do you have cash change or whatever because then we can put the right amount of change into our like float money like take it out of the till switch whatever whatever and someone else took this phone call but I didn't take this phone call and they didn't tell me that they only had a 50 dollar note 
So I didn't have the right amount of like change in my float thing. So I get to this person's house and the same fucking thing happens. And this is like twice in one day. And I'm like literally about to have a panic attack because I was like, are you kidding me? They only get 50 dollars. I don't know what to do. I'm going to have to come back to this person's house and like get the cash from them or like pay over the phone or whatever. And she just starts screaming at me. And she literally got her husband to yell at me She because he was like, what's going on kind of thing. And she he, the, the mum or whatever was like, yeah, like this this girl she didn't bring the right amount of money and like she was just like then the husband started yelling at me and then I cried and then I said have your stupid pizza and I left and then I think that my boss just made them pay over the phone probably but yeah that was definitely a stressful experience because I don't like getting yelled at and it wasn't my fault (laughs) well the first one was but like still don't call me a dumb bitch but yeah that was a traumatic experience not really stressful just fucking traumatic okay let's find some more questions there was a few um there's a few questions that are quite similar so I don't want to answer like the same thing multiple times that I have in previous or just in general what do you regret doing what do I regret I actually haven't sat down and thought about the answers to all these questions after this question I'll end it because it's going to go for too long this podcast but I regret not being myself a lot sooner I think that's it I also regret not educating myself a lot sooner and I also regret just not yeah being myself like I truly feel like that I've finally accepted and who I am and what I where I want to go with my life who I want to hang around with like even just like littler things like style wise I finally found me a lot more later in life than I feel like a lot of other people probably did and I wish I had have figured myself out a lot sooner and realized that take my own advice, basically, like if people around me weren't going to approve of it, why would I want them anyway? Like, I just think that that's what I regret not doing is doing things more sooner and not worrying about what people thought. Um, there's definitely a lot of things that went into play as to why I probably didn't do things sooner, but I wish that it didn't affect me as much and I did just you know, be myself and not worry about others. But I think I will end it there. Don't really want to end it on a sad note. So I'm trying to think of something nice or fun to say. It's not really much I can randomly just come up with on the top of my head. Uh, The book I'm reading right now, actually, I'll tell you that. So I've got two books. I have Dissolve and Women Don't Owe You Pretty. I have just found it that Women Don't Owe You Pretty. The writer got a lot of the inspiration from a book by a black author. So I do want to read that one first because apparently she kind of stole a lot of the ideas, which is like an issue that is, you know, common that a lot of white authors get really famous from their books, that they stole their ideas from authors of colour. So I definitely want to check that one out before I read that one. But anyway, just keep that in mind if you're interested in Women Don't Are You Pretty. I'm sure that woman also has great ideas. I just don't like that she's stolen her ideas from an author of colour. But Dissolve so far... By Nikki Gamal, I believe. It's another feminist literature. Love it. Being really good. And haven't heard any scandals like that. So definitely recommend that one a lot more. (laughs) Anyway, I love you all. Keep sending me your questions. And I will see you next week, Monday at 5pm.